0: Go for a walk on the first day of the year. The Christmas snow had melted, and rain had been falling since dawn, darkening the shrubbery and muddying the grass, but that would not have stopped my aunt from dispatching us. She believed in the benefits of fresh air for children in all weather. Later, I understood, she also enjoyed the peace and quiet of our absence. No, the cause of our not walking was my cousin Will, who claimed his cold was too severe to leave the sitting room sofa but not so bad that he couldn't play cards. His sister, Louise, he insisted, must stay behind for a game of racing demon. I overheard these negotiations from the corridor where I loitered, holding my aunt's black shoes, freshly polished, one in each hand. In that case, said my aunt, Veronica and Gemma can walk to the farm to collect the eggs. Oh, must I, Mum, said Veronica. She's such a- The door to my uncle's study was only a few feet away across the corridor. Hastily, I opened it, stepped inside, and shut out whatever came next. Not long ago, this room had been the center of the house, a place brightened by my uncle's energy, made tranquil by his concentration as he worked on his sermons. But last February, skating alone on the river at dusk, he had fallen through the ice, and now I was the only one who spent any time here or who seemed to miss him. Just inside the door was a pyramid of cardboard boxes, the remains of my aunt's several recent purchases. But beyond the boxes, the room was as he had left it. His pen still lay on the desk beside the sermon he'd been preparing. At the top of the page he had written, Sunday, 16th of February, A.D. 1958. No man is an island. A pile of books still sat on the floor next to his chair. The dead coals of his last fire crumbled in the grate. To my childish fancy, the room mourned him in a way that no member of his family did. Certainly not my aunt, who dined out two or three times a week, playing bridge for small sums of money, and since the season started, rode to hounds whenever she could. At breakfast that morning, she had said I must no longer call her aunt, but... Ma'am, like Betty the housemaid. Setting the shoes on the floor and trying not to imagine how Veronica had finished her sentence, such a copycat, such a moron, I read over my uncle's opening paragraph. We each begin as an island, but we soon build bridges. Even the most solitary person has, perhaps without knowing it, a causeway, a cable, a line of stepping stones connecting him or her to others allowing for the possibility of communication and affection. As I read the familiar phrases, I pictured myself as a small verdant island in a grey sea. When the tide went out, a line of rocks surfaced, joining me to another island, or the mainland. The image bore no relation to my present life. Neither my aunt nor my cousins wanted any connection with me, but I cherished the hope that one day my uncle's words would prove true someone would appear at the other end of the causeway. I stepped over to the bookcase and pulled down one of my favourite books, Birds of the World. Each page showed a bird in its natural habitat, a puffin with its fat, gaudy beak peering out of a burrow, a lyrebird spreading its tail beneath a leafy tree, accompanied by a description. Usually, I read, curled in the armchair beside the fire, conjuring an imaginary warmth from the cold embers. But today, not wanting to reveal my presence by turning on the light, I settled myself on the window seat.